Hi, this is Billy Briscoe from the Briscoe Group, a minority-owned firm founded right here in Houston. Stuck in a business dispute, injured at work, a bad auto accident. We're standing by day and night ready to fight for you. Put the law on your side with Houston's top legal team. Schedule a free consultation at thebriscoelawfirm.com. Call us at 713-752-2600. Put the law on your side with Houston's top legal team. Because every client matters. to bring to us the final in this series of Advent sermons, the Lamb praised. We have looked at the Lamb promised and the Lamb prepared. Last Sunday's word was the Lamb provided. And this morning we want to talk about the Lamb praised. If you haven't already, before this day is over, I'm sure, presents will be taken from under the tree and opened. Gifts will be exchanged. Turkey and dressing, cranberry sauce will be eaten red velvet cake and peach cobbler, macaroni and cheese. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. All that we have gone through for weeks to prepare for in a few hours will be, will be a memory. That lime green scarf that you will receive that you will re-gift and give to somebody else. All the socks that we brothers will be given, because you know that's all we get is socks and neckties that we re-gift and give to the kingdom men for their birthday. Soon those things will be a memory. This day will, will fade into Christmas's past. For the chief aim of the devil is to have us discuss the birth of Jesus only on December 25th. The chief strategy of Satan is to get us in the Christmas spirit only on December 25th. Sadly and sophomorically, there are some brother pastors and churches that are not worshiping this morning because some pastors have said that uh, church people want to be with their families on Christmas Day. And that's true. You're going to be with your family. And uh, hopefully you're going to enjoy them. Because I think holidays are designed for us to know how good it is to see family only once a year. 
But there are some churches that are not open this morning because it's Christmas morning. And I just want to ask you brothers who are watching us online, Brother Pastor, first of all, it's Sunday morning. That's, 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 that's number one. This, this is the Lord's day. But what better day to celebrate God than on the day that Christ was born? Because if Christ is not born, then there's no salvation. There's no, there's no resurrection. Our faith, our preaching is in vain. The devil would make us talk about his birth only on this day. But since we are here, and since I have your undivided attention, one day God stepped out of eternity into our poor humanity. The lamb was promised. The lamb was prepared. The lamb was provided. And our text this morning occurs 40 days after the very first Christmas morning. Eight days after he was born, according to the law, Jesus was circumcised. And then 40 days after his birth, his mother, Mary, goes into the temple for her time of purification. Those of us who know scripture know that women could not enter the temple on their menstrual cycle, nor could they go into the temple 40 days except after a child was born. So to fulfill the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph being devout Jews have circumcised their child. They have gone into the temple for Mary's purification. And while they are in the temple, two old saints, Simeon and Anna, get ready to give God praise. Oh, they bring this baby into the temple and they bring him to the arms of a man who is a priest in the temple, who is guided by the Holy Spirit to be in the temple at that hour for that moment. Brothers and sisters, God knows how to navigate the circumstances of your life to get you in the right place at the right moment for you to receive the right blessing. You are in this church this morning listening to me for a reason. You could have been in the bed this morning, but God woke you up to bring you to the right place for the right moment for you to hear this word that is right for you because God might just have you right where he wants you. If you're in a tight spot this morning, that's no shock to God. If you're in duress this morning, that's no shock to God. God has you right where you need to be because the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you right in the midst of your situation. Um, how many times have you looked back over your life and recognized if it had not been for what you had gone through, 
you wouldn't be the strong woman that you are. You wouldn't be the upright man that you are. You, you had to go through what you had to go through. Nobody could take you out of it. Nobody could pray you out of it. You couldn't get mad enough to shout your way out of it. You just had to go through it because God was developing you. Strengthening you. Making something or someone out of you that you would not have been had it not been for that experience. Simeon waited his whole life to see God's Christ. And now, in his old age, at the right moment, the Holy Ghost leads him to the temple because it is Simeon that God wants to bless this baby. Mary and Joseph, following the law, bring their child to the temple. And here, brothers and sisters, as I hurry, is the motive for praise. The lamb is praised, but there's a motive behind the praise. The name Simeon means he who hears. Simeon means he who hears. And if you have ears to hear, God will tell you some things other folk can't hear. This, this, this may or may not have been your experience, but, but you know God was moving you to do a certain thing. And people around you thought you were crazy for what you were trying to do. That, that's why you can't tell everybody your dreams. You can't share your inspiration and your hope with everybody. That, that was the problem Joseph's brothers had with him in the book of Genesis. Joseph told them that his dream and they wanted to kill him because God had birthed him for destiny. And when God has you pregnant with destiny, you can't share that with everybody because everybody don't want to see you blessed. Have I got a witness here? That's why when you come to church, be careful who you sit by because not everybody came to give God praise. Because God is blessing you and you are praising God and they think something's wrong with you. You're just shedding tears because of God's goodness. And they're talking about, I wonder what's going on in her life. She sure did cry in church this morning. Well, had you been worshiping and praising, you wouldn't have time to look at all of that. I don't come to church to watch what you do. I come to church because I need to praise God for what he's done for me. Is there anybody else here? Got a story to tell. Got something in your life that God has done for you that would not have been done had it not been for the Lord. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And listen, there were other people 
in the temple that day. There were other people surrounding Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. But only one person knew who he was. And that one person is the person who hears. All kind of folk were at church that day. But the only folk who can recognize him is folk who listening. Because you do know you can listen and not hear. Hear me, brothers and sisters. When Jesus is in the room, you better recognize. Because you can't, you can't just approach him any kind of way. When, when he arrives in the temple, the Holy Ghost had already spoken to Simeon to tell him to get to church today because something is going to happen that has never happened before and will never happen again. That's why you ought not miss church. Because even if folk try to tell you how good it was, it loses something in translation. There's some things about God you got to experience for yourself. You can shout on somebody else's testimony, but you can't really praise God until you got your own testimony. When you got your own story, you don't care who's preaching. You don't care what choir is singing. It doesn't matter if you're in church or not. If God has been good to you, you learn how to praise God even on Thursday. Um, when Simeon, when Simeon's old eyes see that baby, he takes him in his arms and he lifts him up and he gives God praise. And he says to the Lord, now your servant can depart in peace because I have seen the Lord's Christ. And beloved, you are not ready to die until you have seen the Lord's Christ. You, you, you ought not want to die until you have seen the Lord's Christ. I, I know you've been to the Grand Canyon. I, I know you've been to the glaciers in Alaska. I know you've been to New York. I know you've been to London. I know you have, you've been on a cruise. All of those things are wonderful. There's a lot in this world to see but don't die until you have seen the Lord's Christ because everything else you've seen will not matter if you've never seen Christ and I don't mean see him with your physical eyes we're going to see him one day when we get to heaven but I'm talking about see his salvation no for yourself that if I don't wake up in the morning I'm saved if I don't see another sunrise I'm going home to live with God 
If I close my eyes and sleep tonight and don't wake up on this side, look for me in heaven somewhere. Because I have seen the Lord's Christ. And when Simeon takes this baby in his arms and gives God praise, he says something to Mary that, 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 that Mary needed to hear. He said, this child was born for the falling and the rising of many. And a sword will not only be in his life, but a sword will be in your heart also. This child was born for the falling and the rising of many. Many people will fall because they don't believe that Jesus is the Christ. And many folk will rise because they have come to accept him as God's uniquely born son. The falling and the rising of many depends on where you stand when it comes to the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. If Christ is the son of God and you believe that, that's enough to save you. But if for you, it's unbelievable you've already made your bed in hell. Now that's what we Christians believe. People who are not even believers celebrate Christmas. So therefore, those of us who are believers ought to really celebrate this day because our faith rises or it falls on if we believe that Jesus is the Son of God without sin. This, this, this matter of falling and rising, the scripture says he's the stone that the builders rejected. But, but God has made him the chief cornerstone that whosoever believes shall be saved. There's some folk falling and rising because they are diffident and, and agnostic is the word. Uh, it may or may not be true. The way I feel about Christ may or may not be the son of God is the same I feel about somebody may or may not be pregnant. Either you is. Come on, help me preach if you can. I promise you we're going to be out here at 9 o'clock. I'm going to be through in about five more minutes. This matter of Christ being the son of God is foundational to the Christian religion and that is the motive for why we give God praise. But then not only is there a motive to this praise, there's a method to this praise. The method to the praise is there's an old woman in the temple, a prophetess named Anna. Anna was married to her husband for seven years. Her husband died and she took up residence in the temple. She lived in the temple night and day, fasting and praying. And when Simeon lifts that baby and Anna knows that this is the Lord's Christ, Anna praises God in three ways that you and I ought to praise God. 
Anna's method of praise was first of all vocal. You can't praise with your mouth closed. I know the Bible says clap your hands all ye people. But then the Bible says let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I, I got a problem with this. I really have. And this, this is my problem. This ain't got nothing to do with you. You don't have to get mad. You don't have to get upset. This is just my problem. I got a problem with folk who holler at the Texans game and quiet at church. They have lost 12 or 13 games in a row. And they are going to the Super Bowl if they buy a ticket. But as sorry as they are, there are still some Texans fans who, who paint their face blue and red, put on a Texans jersey, and they go out and, and, and tailgate and do all of that for the sorriest team in the NFL. Now listen, if you're a Texans fan, I'm not apologizing. Because the Saints in bad shape too, I'm just, I'm just saying. And you know, I never did like the Dallas Cowboys, so I'm not talking about that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying if you can holler for a sports team that you ain't get no money, no recognition, no free parking, popcorn or hot dogs, but God woke you up this morning, gave you a job Monday morning, put food on your table, made your enemy your footstool, put clothes on your back, money in your pocket. I dare you sit down here this morning and not get vocal. Open my mouth and I won't turn back. You can't make me doubt him because I know too much about him. He's opened too many doors, he's answered too many prayers, he's made too many ways for me to sit here with my mouth closed. And then praise ought not just be vocal. It ought to be visible. You ought not just say something, but you ought to act a certain way. If, if, uh, if all these people we have in here protecting us would decide to quit and uh, a, a mugger or a robber would come in this church this morning and take out a gun and put it in your back and say, give me everything you got in your purse or in your pocket. Stick them up. You would hold your hands up. And say, can I have my driver's license at least? Can I have my credit card? But your hands are still up. Yeah. 
the Holy Ghost woke you up this morning stick them up somebody thought they had you but God provided a way of escape stick them up your enemy said you'd never be anything and look how far God has brought you look how many ways God has made for you they walked out of your life and said you ain't gonna be nothing without me but you are better now stick them up let everything let everything that has breath not only should it be vocal not only should it be visible but it's got to be verbal you got to go tell somebody go Tell it on the mouth. Over the hills. And everywhere. Go. Tell it on the mountain. That Jesus. Christ. Is born. I know he's born. Because one day down in Eunice, Louisiana. He was born in me. I'm a Christian this morning because my mother and father made me get up and go to church and I heard my old pastor, the late Reverend John Wilkerson say he died. And then Reverend Wilkerson would say, didn't he die? And then he'd say, but bright early Sunday morning, he got up from the grave. I believe that story then and I believe that story now. It may sound foolish to some people, but to me, I believe he was born of a virgin. I believe he was baptized in the Jordan. I believe he healed the sick and raised the dead. I believe he turned water into wine. I believe he fed the multitude with two fish and five rolls of bread. I believe that he raised Peter's mother-in-law from a fever. I believe a woman with an issue of blood touched his clothes as she was made whole. I believe one Friday he went to a cross. I believe they buried him in the grave. I believe early Sunday morning he got up with resurrection power. But I also believe that right now he's seated at the right hand of God. I also believe that he's coming back again. I still believe that there are some miracles that God is performing. I said there are some miracles that God is performing because not only was the virgin birth a miracle, for God to save a sinner like me is a miracle. I wish I had one or two more miracles in here this morning who can look back over your yesterdays and know that your salvation is actually a miracle. Because you were lost and on your way to hell. But God miraculously turned you around, saved you from a devil's hell. All the dope you smoked, all the wine you drank, 
all the foolish things you did and God gave you another opportunity to even be alive when you should have been dead there are people in the penitentiary in the seat that you ought to be in but God had mercy on you I dare you not be verbal with your praise every time you get a chance you ought to tell somebody look at me I'm a testimony have I got a witness here you ought to be able to tell somebody I don't look like what I've been through I've cried many nights in the midnight but God turned it around for me and I'm in this church looking good this morning when they said I'd never be anybody the same folk who looked down their noses at me God raised me up right in the presence of my enemies somebody ought to help me testify he'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies he will anoint your head with oil so that your cup is just running over surely goodness and mercy is not following but chasing you all the days of your life hallelujah this morning hallelujah what a savior hallelujah what a redeemer hallelujah what a christ i'm glad this morning that he was born in bethlehem of judea i'm glad he let himself become a baby to be born of a virgin girl named mary i'm glad he came into the world because if he had not come into the world to be born i would not be born again this morning there is a motive for this praise there is a method for this praise but finally let me talk about the ministry of this praise the ministry of the praise is that we ought to be exalting the savior every time we get an opportunity we ought to lift up the name jesus every time we get a chance to talk to somebody we ought to be exalting the savior talking about how good god is i wish i had one or two more witnesses you ought to be talking about god's salvation talk about him on your job talk about him at the dinner table today talk about him while you're exchanging gifts let your children know it's not just about santa claus and and rudolph and christmas trees it's about a manger in bethlehem it's about a baby that was born in the world and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth you ought to exalt him everywhere you go people ought to ask you why you smile so much and you ought to be able to tell them because I know a man named Jesus why are you happy all the time because I know a man named Jesus why are you always speaking to people and shaking people's hands why are you always nice to folk who are not nice to you because I know a man named Jesus why are you always forgiving people who are lying on you and and hugging people who don't mean you're any good it's because I know a man named Jesus how you feel about me has nothing to do with how I feel about you 
God's been so good to me that I can't be mad with you. God has opened so many doors for me that because you lie on me don't mean I have to lie on you. Because you put me down don't mean I have to put you down. I'm glad because I'm always exalting the Savior. But the ministry of praise is not just about exalting the Savior. It's about equipping the saints. Because somebody in this church this morning needs to hear your story. Somebody who is broken hearted this morning needs to hear you tell them God can mend a broken heart. I know some people in this church today whose hearts are heavy this morning but they came to the Lord's house because God is still a heart fixer. God is still a mind regulator. God is still a burden bearer. Is there anybody here need to be encouraged this morning? Why don't you look at somebody and equip them with your story? Tell them whatever you're going through, God will turn it around. Whatever your situation looks like, God will make a way out of nowhere. Come on, say it like you mean it. Tell somebody sitting by you, be not dismayed, whatever be tired. God will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I'm getting happy now. Yes, he will. He will take care of you. He will make a way out of no way. He will put food on your table. He will put money in your pocket. He will set joy bells ringing. He will make your enemy your footstool. He will make a way. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Not only ought we to exalt the Savior, not only ought we to equip the saints, but we ought to also evangelize the sinner. Go tell somebody that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Go tell somebody he was reared in Nazareth, baptized in the Jordan. Go tell somebody he died, didn't he die? But early, I wish I had some noise here. Early, Sunday morning, he got up from the grave. I told you earlier, it's the chief strategy of the devil himself to make you glad only on December 25th. But I need somebody who's glad December 26th, the 27th, 28th, and 29th. You glad the 30th and the 31st, and then you start all over. Glad in January, February, and March, April, and May, June, July, and August, September, and October. 
November and you come back here the 25th of December saying thank you for being born. Thank you that you are born in me. Thank you that I'm a child of God. Thank you that I've been born again. Is there anybody here know you've been born again? If God has been good to you, I wish I had a week. If God has made a way for you, if you're not too dressed up, if you're not too sophisticated, come on to help me. If God prayed, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you've done for me. Thank you for the doors you open. Thank you for the prayers you've answered. Thank you for the tears you've dropped. Thank you. Thank you. I know he's all right. I know I promise you it's time to go, but I got one more thing to tell you. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, come on, you can help me say it. If it had not been, if it had not been, come on, you can help me testify. If it had not been for the Lord, I know he's all right.